Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show, hour number two. We are broadcasting live. We are here in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Cedar Creek. Cedar Creek. The golf course, uh, golf outing coming up a little bit later on today. Beautiful place. Nice blue sky today, not too hot. It's almost like perfect today, as a matter of fact. So enjoying ourselves out here. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Aaron Rodgers at his locker yesterday, he talked about uh, the Packers' first-team offense and how they looked against the Saints' defense yesterday. Take a listen. Uh, you know, I didn't think we ran the ball very well, especially outside zone. Uh, thought we threw it pretty pretty good, had some opportunities. A lot of mental errors, a lot of pre-snap penalties. So kind of in the theme of camp, simple, simple plays, we're messing up. So it's good to do it against another team. Um, I like the energy from the first first unit, but a lot of mental mistakes. A lot of mental mistakes. Um, you hope they get them corrected. There's a lot of work to be done. So the question is, you know, what is the level of concern right now that those offensive mistakes that are happening will continue once the, the regular season actually begins? Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good we do it in practice. So uh, it's unfortunately some of the same guys. That That's, you know, repeat mistakes are a problem. So we just got to clean those things up a little bit. The young guys... You know, they got to, especially young receivers, we got to be way more consistent. You know, a lot of, a lot of drops, a lot of, uh, you know, bad route decisions, run the wrong route. So we got to, we got to get better in that area. But I felt like the line for the most part held up pretty good, which was, which was good to see. So Matt LaFleur uh, and, and other coaches around the National Football League, a lot of them, are now going to these joint practices. They feel that when you're not beating up on yourselves every day and you've got a guy across from you trying to make a team that really doesn't give two dams about you and he's trying to take your head off and beating up on you and really going after it, getting you better as well along the way, they feel that these joint practices are really good. Everybody's doing it, it seems. Uh, On the other hand, Aaron Rodgers says he's not – in favor of this because, you know, coaches try to hide things. It becomes extremely vanilla. So take a listen to what he said. Is there anything he likes about these joint practices? Mm. I enjoy seeing some of the guys. Uh, I've known Andy Dalton as a competitor for a long time. I enjoy, you know, that conversation, that nice conversation with Jameis, uh, with Kamara, um, Cam Jordan, obviously being a Cal guy, a lot of respect and appreciation for him. Uh, they got a you know good veteran defense, a lot of guys, that, big name guys who I've played against at various teams over the years. So there's a lot of respect. I felt like this was a great opportunity for some fights. Um, not that I'm encouraging them, but just you know that's a that's a defense that very confident, and you know we're an offense that is trying to improve and doesn't want to you know get bullied by anybody. But everybody kept her cool, so it's surprising. But we made it through a day. I feel like it, I don't. I didn't see what happened at the end there, without a major altercation. What did he say? Because at one point during the uh, during the the, the the scrimmage yesterday, uh, the Saints corner Chauncey Gardner, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, he ended up coming over and chatted with Aaron Rodgers during a timeout. So what was that discussion about? Shut your mouth. <laughs> No, I like Chauncey. No, he doesn't. But 
but he can back it up. I mean, he can. He's played for, you know, a number of years now. Uh, he's, he's a menace out there. Uh, he's around the ball. He plays bigger than he is. And I have a, a lot of respect for his game. So I was just teasing him, asking him how he's feeling today, if he was in a good mood or if he was in a, you know, chippy mood. But, uh, but there was a lot of good conversation uh, back and forth. And I think that allowed us, at least on our field, to stay away from any fights. So what does he get out of the joint practices? Because, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't play in the, you know, the preseason stuff. So what does he and the other vets get out of these joint practices against another NFL team versus actually playing in a preseason game? It just depends on who you're playing. You know, I think the good thing about playing Dennis and his, and his squad is we saw a lot of different looks on defense. You know, we saw pressures, edge pressure. We saw combo pressure. We saw mic pressure. We saw a number of different defenses, one high, two high quarters. So we saw a lot of good stuff, and that's important. Sometimes we've had teams that have been very vanilla here in the past, not showing a lot, but uh, I'm glad they you know, played a lot of different defenses and played some man at some point. So it was good work for us. Um, obviously, you know, there's no tackling in this. That's the only difference, I think, between the preseason and, and today's practice. So, you know, the offense, I'll go back to that for a second here. Um, and some of the, you know, routes not being run properly and things that he discussed earlier when he had some criticism for some of the same guys that are making some of the same mistakes. Obviously, the offensive line is still somewhat in flux, and getting Elton Jenkins back is huge, but you're still waiting for the return of David Bakhtiari, who's going to be playing your, your left tackle position and then shifting things up. And so you got a lot going on. Is this the most unsettled? the Packers have been offensively this late in the training camp? No, I don't know if it's ever settled. I feel like there's always question marks, especially up front. There's at least one one open spot, and looking at young guys who are pushing for, you know, pushing bats in those spots. But, you know, obviously there's there's jobs that are open. There's offensive line jobs that are open and, and up for grabs. There's, you know, third running back spot. There's obviously the, you know, four down in the receiver spot. You know, uh, to for guys to to get opportunities or special teams jobs to be won. I think, you know, 15. I felt like especially after Jordy, you know, tore his ACL, there was definitely some uncertainty, and we had uncertainty going into the line that camp, uh, as I remember. And and James Jones joined us late in the season, so uh, or late in preseason, you know, right at the beginning of the regular season. So there's always there's always question marks. I wouldn't say this year more than any other year, but. Um, I felt like there were a couple things that really did happen today that we saw. Sammy, I thought, had his best practice. You know, he was making plays. He's a gamer, one of those veterans that we've had here over the years where, you know, there's some times where you're not seeing a bunch of flash plays. And then what happens, we bring another team out here and he makes, you know, three or four plays out there uh, and has his best practice at camp. So I'm really happy for Sammy. Um, the receivers, uh, going back to the guys that had drops and tight ends and such, just philosophically speaking. So if a guy has a drop or two uh, here in camp and you're kind of becoming frustrated with him, are you more likely, less likely? Do you go after him again the next day? Do you kind of return to that same scenario or do you begin to lose trust? No, he just, he just won't be out there. You keep dropping the ball, you're not going to be out there. So it's going to be the most reliable guys that are out there. The, the preparation and the, and the job responsibility is most important. Uh, there's going to be physical mistakes that we've talked about, but 
you know, if you're going out there and dropping the ball and, and somebody else behind you is in the right spot all the time and catching the ball, that guy's going to play. It's that simple. And he's right. He's right. Now, there's, there's going to come a question of everybody has their own self-policing, if you will. Uh, how much responsibility falls on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers to get these guys right versus their own work, so to speak? Uh, so we'll come back to that. But are, are there some passes, when he talks about balls being dropped, are there some passes, are there some things that bother him more than others? A drop is a drop, I think. Obviously, Jordy's against Buffalo and uh, is one I love bringing up uh, in 2014 because that would have been a long touchdown. Um, every time I see him, I feel like it comes up just to rib him because he didn't have many drops over the years. But, uh, but no, I mean, if a guy's wide open down the field, that's one that, that sticks with you, but drop is a drop. Uh, which, by the way, he's right with Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson caught damn near everything that was thrown to him. That first year, I think he only had one drop. And that was the one thing coming out of college. We had his college coach on uh, right after Jordy was drafted, and he said, look, this this kid's got glue in his hands. And Jordy did not drop many passes. If it got to him, he usually caught the football. Very few times did he, he drop one. So when you talk about a deep pass, yesterday Aaron Rodgers threw what he thought was the best ball of camp, the best deep ball he's thrown. Uh, Romeo Dobbs downfield had a step on the defender. Perfect pass, perfect touch, perfect reach. Dobbs goes up and drops it. So ask specifically when you talk about certain certain ones that will bother you a little bit more or a drop being a drop in some of those long passes, is that pass yesterday in practice, is that the one that he's referring to? Is that what's sticking out in his mind right now? No, not, not necessarily. Um, but that was my best throw of the day. <laughs> There you go. How did facing the Saints defense compare to the Packers defense and and such that he faces every day in training camp? Yeah, I mean, it's a different type of defense structure, you know, four down against uh, three down. This is a good defense we're going against, really good defense, you know, top top middle linebacker, uh, you know, really good edge setter, very good secondary on the back end with, uh, you know, veteran leadership and, and guys that can actually really catch the ball on that side of the ball. But uh, yeah, I love our guys, and we're going to have to lean on them at times until we get really rolling on offense. And maybe, you know, they're going to be opportunistic and take the ball away for us, give us some short fields and help us get some confidence. But offensively, you know, it's been good to take our lumps. I feel like today it was kind of a stalemate for us on offense, which is good because it seems like every other day against our defense, we've kind of been on the short end. Uh, by the way, some breaking news out of Packers camp. Uh, the wide receiver, Malik Taylor, has been waived by the Packers. He's been cut loose. So interesting that uh, still ro- – and I've said all along, I think roster moves are going to continue to be made. I think you're going to see a, a couple of cuts from other teams that are going to happen. The Packers are going to pick a couple of guys up. I don't think the backup outside linebacker position is filled right now on this team. I think you're probably going to get it from somewhere outside eventually. Um, but moves continue to be made. So Malik Taylor cut loose by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and then the other question, which I don't know if you've seen it on uh, ESPN, uh, but they've been playing it over and over again. 
the fact that the, the Packers have the first jugs machine that is programmable. Uh, it used to be it's just the two tires and the motor, and you put the football in there, and it just shot it off. This one can throw it left-handed with a left-hand spin, right-handed with a right-hand spin. It can throw balls deep. It can throw balls on a dart. It's got different speed settings. It's got the ability to throw it almost on a curve. It's it's crazy. And so he was asked, has he seen that new Jugs machine, the Monarch Seeker, in action yet? I haven't seen it a whole lot in action. I want to see the rapid fire, though. <laughs> I think nobody's more excited about Matt LaFleur's comments after that one practice than that company. <laughs> The rapid fire. It's got uh, Ben. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I think it can throw six footballs in sequence. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, the videos are I think crazy. It's six footballs. Yeah, this thing. It's it's it's. You can put footballs in like a carousel, and it'll go toom 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 toom. So it can continue to throw footballs as long as you're just sitting there loading them. And uh, it, it'll throw as many passes as you have footballs. Uh, it's 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 really kind of a cool machine, but it'll just do the rapid fire. And if you're a guy standing in front of it, you'll just continually catch balls. It's all you do, continually catch balls. And uh, they feel that by repetition that, you know, when it comes to being a receiver, not just catching one or two or four or five, but if you catch 15 or 20 in a row, suddenly there's a feeling there. Suddenly you can start to get that that hands out front, that sense of hanging onto the football, the feel of a football as you start to squeeze it and all that kind of stuff, that they, there's a repetition factor that you can see. And plus, too, if you start to take four or five of them in the snot locker, you're not going to do that anymore. So you'll all actually get a little bit better at catching a damn football. But it is a programmable jugs machine. Bill, they have a damn near anything. They have a Kirk Cousins setting as well, where for, for the defensive backs <laughs> to get used to intercepting deep balls. Right. I'm not joking. They like the same launch uh, angle, the same velocity, uh, the Kirk yeah. Cousins jugs machine. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was the Mitch Trubisky jugs machine, and, and then there's the uh, the Jay Cutler, <laughs> where it used to throw it to all the receivers, and there was always two of them there that errantly just flew into the air. You don't know why it just all of a sudden just flew to a flew to a defensive back somewhere. And it, it's a head coach in the machine. face, <laughs> right? Uh, let's do this. We're going to hear from more from uh, Aaron Rodgers coming up. This portion of the program brought to you. I saw Dwayne last night from Dwayne's Cover It All, as a matter of fact. Uh, him and uh, his beautiful girlfriend, Amy, and the gang uh, up there doing a few cigars and hanging out last night in Wausau. It's always great to see them. Uh, and uh, thanks for being a part of the program, as always. You can check out all of his stuff simply by going to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. You can call him directly, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. The best canvas upholstery, boat cover provider, canvas awning out in front of your business, whatever it happens to be, he can do it. Plus, there's there's furniture and such from inside your business, uh, bar stools, you name it. He can recover it. He can redo it. Does great work. All you got to do is get a hold of our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All dot com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All dot com. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show and more of Aaron Rodgers next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
So news coming out of Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers. First of all, Malik Taylor waived by the uh, Green Bay Packers, and then Aaron Rodgers, he uh, ends up throwing a, a deep ball, and it looked like Dobbs didn't uh, didn't curl off the route properly, and he ended up getting picked off. So I'm sure he's not going to be happy with that today. Um, we'll continue on with uh, Aaron Rodgers and um, and and such, but uh, just uh, two pieces of news and notes. Also, hey, by the way, Speaking of, uh, of the Green Bay Packers, uh, a couple of injuries today as well to uh, to discuss, and one of them was to Danny Davis, uh, and uh, that's being reported by Rob Domofsky. A couple of injuries, wide receiver Danny Davis and quarterback Rico Gafford, both sideline ankle injuries, and as I had mentioned earlier, Malik Taylor, he was also waived. He's been dealing with somewhat of a shoulder issue, but uh, uh, Danny Davis today. Uh, down with an injury as well, uh, dealing with some ankle stuff. So that being said, uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked, how many reception? Because the big question, and I was watching this again this morning, are they going to run the football more? Aaron Rodgers not having weapons to throw to, on and on and on. I I'm, I'm keep thinking to myself, why are you taking the ball insistently out of the MVP's hands? It's the dumbest thing you can do. you got to run the ball to keep defenses honest, but this is always going to be – a pass-first offense, if it can be that way. You, you just let Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers and make his plays. So how many receptions could you see with Aaron Jones and or A.J. Dillon as far as the offense goes? I think 50 is very realistic. I think 50 for both those guys, I think, is realistic. That's three a game. Uh, I mean, just under, I guess, we're playing 17 games now. Uh, I think that's realistic, 50 passes, which, you know, would be a nice season. Um, and, and I would agree with that, but that's what I'm saying. You're not going to see these guys, you know, catching 10, 15 balls out of the backfield. You know, they're going to, they're, they're going to run the ball. They're probably going to have 18 to 25 touches running the football, three or four catches out of the backfield. And the rest of the time, it's going to be what it is. It's going to be motion. It's going to be movement. It's going to be scheming guys open and Rogers throwing into windows and him having to trust guys that they're going to be in that window and make catches. That's what this is going to be. It's not going to look drastically different, but it will be different. So, you know, now the question becomes, you know, does he feel like when you talk about a guy like Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield, Aaron Jones, his first year, eh, he worked on it a little bit, but his first off season as a Green Bay Packer, he really worked on his blitz pickup and becoming a better receiver out of the backfield. Now, I've always said he's probably one of the better pass-catching running backs coming out of the backfield, and Rodgers was asked just that. How how much can you trust throwing the running uh, throwing the ball to running back Aaron Jones anytime in any game? Anytime, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to use him in, in 28. You know, we've seen today we had him in mul- multiple packages where they're both in the backfield. We have a lot of stuff out of that. You know, we have runs to both of them we have swing passes to them we have screens we have down the field stuff we have action stuff we have scat protection we have six man seven man protection stuff so there's a lot in the offense you know for those two guys we got to get our best 11 on the field and it seems like those two are both in the best 11. so when you have issues like yesterday and already like we've seen today where receivers don't necessarily do things the way they should, um, and Rogers getting picked off today because Dubs did not run a crisp route, so to speak. Does he feel? Does Aaron Rodgers feel like you know he needs to 
And again, I know because I'm the one that's been the big, the big proponent of this, he needed to be there for the mini camps and the OTAs. Uh, I just feel that those foundations and those relationships are built then, not when you walk through the door at training camp to say, okay, let's turn it on now. Uh, but does he feel that he needs to now address the receivers, address the tight ends directly uh, after practice or what have you to clean up some of these mistakes? I mean, you got to leave some of that to the coaches. There's, there's a reason that they're leading those rooms. Every now and then if there's something really important that I might slip into the tight end room or the receiver room, but you got to trust the coaching on that. Every, you know, I th- feel like we are talking this morning about watching film with the receivers from time to time. I had a conversation with a couple of the young guys uh, about the standard that we're going to hold them to. Um, they are rookies, but they're NFL players, and what's been on film hasn't been good enough uh, as of yet. So there's been some splash plays, but there's been a lot of mistakes. And we watch every single clip, you know, watching all the one reps, all the two reps, the three reps uh, in our quarterback room, and, and we don't uh, we don't miss anything. So. There's a standard we're going to hold our guys to, and and I know the coaches are holding them to that standard as well. With the opener against the Vikings now less than four weeks away, is time running out, does he feel, to get this offense in sync? It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. It really is. Uh, we're going to play our best guys you know, when the season starts. Um, and whoever those guys are, those guys are going to get the reps. And it's the guys I trust the most and the guys that the coaching staff trust the most. And a lot of it is just this simple responsibility in the offense. You know, it, it way before, you know, body positioning and movement and the throw and all that stuff, it's are you doing are you in the right spot at the right time? You know, are you running the right route? Um, I feel really bad for Jordan the other night because, you know, we had a couple, uh, you know, total mental busts. Uh, for picks. We had a drop for a pick. We had, you know, two guys run who knows what on the third one. I should have thrown the ball there probably, but uh, we got to – some of that's veteran stuff, making veteran mistakes. So we're going we're gonna to shift that perspective, a little slight sl- slight adjustment here moving forward because it's, it's getting close to that time where it's going to count, and I need guys out there I can trust. There you go. The word trust again. So one of the things we talked about yesterday was the call that I got from my buddy Eric Goodman uh, in Mile High Sports in uh, Denver. And he was talking about how much they are overwhelmingly impressed with the new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, and uh, the tight ends coach, Justin Uten who is now the offensive coordinator out there. And you look at Luke Getze, who's now down in Chicago. How much does Aaron Rodgers feel that they are missing those guys? Well, it's been really fun in my room. I love Tom. Tom's, he's a lot of fun to work with. Uh, he holds you accountable on the fundamentals. And we've been having a lot of fun. I think Steno's, you know, doing a really nice job. Everybody loves Adam. I mean, Adam is a, you know, big-hearted guy. He's got a gregarious personality he's incredible in front of the room you know we love hack i mean hack's like my brother like i, I love that dude and, and miss him and jo is really beloved in the tight end room but i feel like you know adam's done a great job and john dunn has done a really nice job with the tight ends and it's great having tom back so it's it's adjustments every single year but happy for those guys and where they're at and definitely miss their you know their friendship but the guys who've taken those those spots have done a really nice job. What were your thoughts on Jordan Friday night? Oh, I thought he did some really good things. 
you know, the most important thing for any any age quarterback is is the feet, you know, throwing the ball on time and on rhythm. And I think he's done a nice job of of uh, really focusing on the little things of this training camp and throwing the ball more often on time. It's just about consistency, you know. And, and I thought there were some some really nice balls, a couple of decisions he'd probably want to have back, but those are kind of normal. But you know, I'd like to see him keep trusting his his feet and his athleticism. Especially, we had a couple designed, you know, read option stuff, but I'd love to see him kind of pocket breaks down, nobody's quite open on time, and, and extend a play and take off and run and slide. But I thought overall, you know, I thought he did some really good things. Like I said, you know, drop pick, kind of a not a great route, not great finish by Romeo on the one that becomes a bogus pick, and then, you know, bad decision, but a terrible route uh, inside. Um, you know, we should have been smoking down the seam at a chance on a touchdown. Instead, we're, you know, in a tight spot with the pocket collapsing, you know, throwing a contested ball on a guy who's running the wrong route. It's just, uh, you know, might look bad in the stat sheet with three picks, but this, the uh, the film tells a different story. So there you go. That's Aaron Rodgers uh, talking a lot about some of the problems that they've been facing. Uh, a couple of comments. First and foremost, uh, this is over on the, the Bud Light live stream. Dave says, I don't understand the people bitching about Rodgers not being at the minicamps and such. It's like Brandon Woodruff said, everybody on this team has a job to do. These rookie receivers are professionals. Get into camp and learn the damn playbook. Uh, what is Rodgers supposed to be there to hold their hand? Um, first of all, when you compare Woodruff to a quarterback, Woodruff is throwing to a catcher and throwing to a target, period. Um, he is not learning the instincts of the guy that he is pitching and catching with. You're throwing to a target, period, end of story. Um, If it doesn't matter then, Dave, then why do you have Russell Wilson bringing the rookies to his house? Why do you have Tom Brady putting people on a high school field to get on the same page with them, to teach them what he wants out of them? It does matter. Look, if if, if Rodgers doesn't want to show up, that's fine. But this is the kind of thing that I said, this is coming. And those relationships, those tendencies, the learning process, the respect, the discussion, the 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 capability to go back and forth, it all yeah, they're professional, but they're people. They're not robots. Just because all of a sudden you put a bunch of money in your pocket and you say you're a professional, there's a big difference between Devontae Adams coming into the league and learning over his first couple of years uh, after an injury and being the guy that he is today. The unfortunate thing is, Dave, that this team doesn't have that kind of time. This team doesn't have three, four years to develop a guy. This team needs him now. They lost one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in all of football. They're trying to replace him with guys who are nowhere near his talent level or understanding, and they're expected to move the football. Now, going back to the comment following that, that basically said, look, they're not paying Aaron millions, Aaron, Dollar, Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year to just throw checkdowns. If you don't have anybody to get downfield, you're not throwing the ball downfield. I agree with you. But this is the reason you have to get on the same page with these guys so they know the routes to run, so they know the windows to be in and where they're supposed to be. Because in college, you just had a ball that was thrown into the air, and you could go after it because 10 out of the 12 teams you faced had cats that couldn't compete with you. Now you've got a guy that even on the second and third string that can compete with you. No matter what. So you have to be precise. You have to understand 
what you have to have an understanding between yourself and the quarterback, a relationship between those two to understand where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, the timing of it all, when the ball is thrown, all of that. It is drastically different. It's not baseball. So, yeah, I give Rodgers a bunch of crap because you lost the best receiver in the National Football League. You have an aging slot receiver who's guaranteed, like Puxatawney Phil, popping up out of a hole to end up with an injury. You've got Alan Lazard, who you ignored in some of the key moments down the stretch in playoff games, and a bunch of dudes. Yeah, you got to figure things out. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show i'll tell you this we are live today at uh, cedar creek the golf course at cedar creek in lacrosse wisconsin but god love our uh, fantastic sponsor that is quick trip uh traveling all over the state of wisconsin and uh i even uh, you know across the borders uh, all throughout minnesota when i was heading out to sturgis and back but uh, man when you uh, travel uh, whether it's driving you know city to city in the state or at night, or what have you. I stopped off in Toma last night at the the, the large you know, truck stop there. Uh, that is Quick Trip, and man, you just—it's just so nice, clean, and it's friendly, and food, and got a chance to stock up for everything I needed for the hotel room last night, and uh, out here today, and just uh, use the Quick Rewards card along the way. And then this morning, which is really cool, and I always tell you to do this, uh, I uh, grabbed one breakfast sandwich. And I grabbed a, a big sweet tea and a bottle of water and a couple things. And uh, then you get up to the counter, you type in your, your information, your quick rewards number, which is your phone number. And you go to, you know, pay. And they go, oh, your sandwich is free today uh, because of the quick. It's just, <laughs> it just tastes better. I don't know why it just does. And we know, God knows, in this state, we live by the motto, if it's free, it's for me. So thank God for Quick Trip. And thank God for those uh, those good people that started that company years ago, Don and his his wife and the staff there, but uh, thank God for Quick Trip. That's for damn sure. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, a, a couple of things. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, we talked about that. Uh, he was just picked off uh, because R- Romeo Dubs uh, ran a route that he curled off, so to speak. And uh, Matt LaFleur uh, was talking uh, about Aaron Rodgers and the comments regarding the wide receivers from a little bit earlier today. and We'll, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur, his full press conference coming up, but take a listen to what he had to say when Aaron Rodgers spoke, spoke specifically about the wide receiving core and about uh, the kind of lackluster performance they've had. They're with, with younger players. Um, and the thing is, and, and I appreciate this about Aaron, it's just the urgency to get some of this stuff corrected. I mean, you can't make the same mistake twice. Not in this league. We don't have time for it. And, um, that that's just enough time to get you beat. So certainly he's he's the ultimate competitor, um, and you know I think it's good for these guys to, to feel that because we got to make sure that they continue to show progress each and every day. And um, you know it'll be a good opportunity today to see how. They- so there you go. He just basically said that it's. 
you, you, you can make a mistake once, but the continued mistakes, specifically mental mistakes, you, you can't have. You just can't have it. And uh, that's uh, Matt LaFleur from a little bit earlier today. So I, uh, I, uh, I get it. I get what he's trying to say. You know, I mean, he's he's bad. First of all, he's right about, you know, Aaron's right. I, I don't I don't because this is being misconstrued. I am not disagreeing with Aaron Rodgers. I 100 percent agree with what he's saying. One hundred percent. What I'm saying is that these things are being discussed now. And he's talking about the need for correcting them and speaking up and what guys need to do and what the expectations are from him. What I said was some of these relationships are built earlier than just short training camp and saying, I am here. Let's go play. You, you know, it's it's about that relationship you build even on and off the field during those other camps in which new guys are coming into your system. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Thomas says, obviously, we need these players to step up for sure, but Rodgers also needs to step up. He's choked often himself and makes mistakes. Rodgers is going to work it out, which, Thomas, I completely hope so, 100%. 100%. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, by all means, do so. Uh, Louis from Eau Claire, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, unit. how are you? I am doing well today. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I hear these statements from from Aaron Rodgers, and he's undoubtedly a great player. I'm not one of those Packer fans that, that hates on A-Rod, but I, I kind of get a kick out of, you know, I kind of have the feeling that he thinks of himself as uh, Tom Brady, and he's I, I'd say he's definitely more talented than Tom Brady, but he's not willing to do the things that Tom Brady does in terms of, you know, building rapport in the offseason. Remember when, when Tom Brady went to Tampa a couple of years back, even during the pandemic, he had – you had guys over right. running routes, doing that sort of thing. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers thinks of himself as as smart as Peyton Manning. Well, he's not down there at Duke University in the middle of June running routes with, with guys. He can't have it both ways. He can't, on one hand, say that the guys need to be better. I mean, even if, even if it didn't matter whether he did this, how hard would it be to have the wide receivers out for one weekend and make it look good, and then not have to answer these questions. It's almost like he's trolling us here a little bit. I would say, uh, first of all, your comparison to what Brady did and what Rodgers has done is correct. Remember, up until last year, Rodgers was always at everything. And then he said that, you know, hey, he just doesn't need to do that anymore. And, and I... I, I, I let me appreciate the phone call. I, I want to come back to this because i got to take a break. But I want to come back to this because I, I think... On one hand, I have been probably one of the more vocal critics of Aaron Rodgers. On the other hand, I can also defend him as easily as I, as easily as I can criticize him. And I'll give you both sides of that when we come back uh, because I think th- there's, a, there's a lot of depth here, and it's very easy on the surface to just say, this is what it is, to hell with it. And I think there's a lot to this. So, And I think it deserves more than 30 seconds and a quick quick banter back and forth. So let me do this. We'll st- step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to address what Lou had to say from Eau Claire. And then don't forget, after the top of the hour, we got all kinds of good stuff coming up. we got our buddy Peter Bukowski coming up from the Locked on Packers podcast uh, here in just a little bit. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up in just a little bit. So stay tuned. we got a lot more broadcasting live out here at the golf course at Cedar Creek. We're in lacrosse. Loving it out here in lacrosse. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more on the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers and the Saints continue their joint practice session before Friday night's preseason game inside Lambeau Field at 7.30. After practice, Saints head coach Dennis Allen said his offense, led by quarterback Andy Dalton, struggled against the Green Bay defense. Look, I thought it was good work today. You know, I spent most of the time over with the offense on that field. You know, the first period started out pretty good. You know, don't know that we were as good as I wanted to be on third down. And this is a team that's won 13 games the last three years. They've been one of the better teams in our league, one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. So it's it's just a good challenge. You see some different looks, particularly the the young guys, uh, both offensively and defensively. So I think that's I think that's the benefit we get out of it. Packers nose tackle Kenny Clark. We've been having a really good camp this far. It felt good just you know being like as a rusher, being able to create more havoc and be more loose in there. I mean, really just finishing our rushes finishing our bull rushes you know happy about you know how we played and it's good to see people locked in it's good to see how fast we were flying around out there you know how much we were on our keys on offense a lot of drop passes by the Packers tight ends and young receivers if a ball is dropped is Aaron Rodgers less likely to throw to them again no he just just won't be out there keep dropping the ball you're not gonna be out there the preparation and the job responsibility is most important you know if you're going out there and dropping the ball and and somebody else behind you is in the right spot all the time and catching the ball, that guy's going to play. And former Badger and now Saints linebacker Zach Bond talked about being back in his home state of Wisconsin as an NFL player. Uh, it's cool. It's really cool. Obviously, I'm from the Milwaukee area, but I've been to Green Bay a few times, and it's nice to be somewhere familiar and a few welcome homes. I think Wisconsin's a very underrated state. Not everyone has to know what a cheese curd is. They'll, they'll figure it out if they want to, and then they'll be surprised by the result. Uh, at Saints linebacker Zach Bond. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. at Cedar Creek. Uh, good to be here, and uh, thanks for having us back. We have a cigar dinner and a little golf outing coming up later on this afternoon, so we're here today for that. And I wanted to get back into the comparison um, for a couple of different reasons uh, because I think there's a different level uh, of surface here. On one hand, Aaron Rodgers, don't forget Aaron Rodgers was at everything for the longest period of time. OTAs, mini camps, you name it. The mandatory OTAs, yes, they're mandatory. That's why the word mandatory is in front of them. Don't, don't be stupid. But he was even at the voluntary stuff for a long time. So it's not like he has never done it. And he, uh, you know, people say, well, he doesn't put the effort. Yes, he does. And he has. It wasn't until last year that he said, you know what? Not going to be there. Not going to do this. Don't need to. Um, and for the most part, he's pretty right. When it comes to learning things, it's not about learning the offense. He knows it. He knows it as well as, if not better than, even the head coach and the play caller. He knows what he's looking at. He knows he's he's like the Matrix coming to the line of scrimmage. It's very rare do you ever see him completely fooled. We saw it once last year. There was a blitz coming off the edge. Even Randall Cobb pointed it out. Here comes the blitz off the edge. And Rodgers just flat out didn't see it. 
but very rarely does he ever have a miss. Okay? So does he need to be there? No. I can defend him on, on both sides of the coin. But what you want is, in a year in which your career begins to wind down, and you know that that little tiny light that was way off in the distance now is a very bright light barreling down the tracks of this tunnel, and you can see it, okay? Whether it's the end of this year, next year, the year after, you know it's coming. He's already stated, I'm not going to play till I'm 45, so he's got less than, what, five, six years left? He's 38, going to be 39? So he said, I'm not playing till 45, so, okay, so there's not six years. There's at maximum then five. Right? So if you know that you have five years remaining or two or three, you know you want to get things right and right now. There it becomes a sense of urgency. That's what I'm playing on. If this is five years ago, no, I agree with Aaron Rodgers 100%. But if you think that this is it and all your chips need to meet in the middle of the table this year, then, yeah, you need to do anything and everything you possibly can to be there, to make sure that there aren't any bumps in the road. And if there are, they're minimal. In, in Tom Brady's case, Tom Brady's got seven rings. His pockets jingle when he walks. The comparison to the dedication of what Brady did to get another ring was immense in his first year with the Buccaneers. A new system, new people, new players. New. He talked about the building of relationships. Peyton Manning was the same way when he went to Denver and right away went to a Super Bowl. So there is that sense of urgency when you get new people around you. He's not getting everybody new. He's getting a few people new. Uh, Andrew says, did you see that Antonio Brown's attacking Tom Brady? Antonio Brown is an absolute bona fide idiot. I have no desire to pay any attention to Antonio Brown. None. He is a sideshow. He is a guy that had all the talent in the world and... I don't know what goes on between the ears, and I pray that it's not this uh, devastating effect of CTE. I, I I just hope it's not. But he is a mess, and I don't take one iota of sense from anything Antonio Brown says. I just don't. He's a moron. So I have I seen it? I read it. Yeah, if you Google Tom Brady, the headlines are all there. Where he, he he's attacking Tom and he's attacking his trainer and you know preferential treatment. Hell yeah, guy's the most one of the most the most decorated NFL football player when it comes to championships ever, and he plays the hardest position. So he can do whatever the hell he wants, whatever he wants. But in Tom Brady's world. He left for personal reasons, and this is an oddity. You you kind of hope that everything's okay in his family and his marriage and such because it's an oddity that Tom Brady says, hey, I need to take two weeks in the middle of training camp to walk away. So, Coming up after the top of the hour, Peter Bukowski, Locked on Packers podcast, going to be joining us. We're going to hear from Mike Clemens as well in the next hour. We're broadcasting live out here. You're watching on the Bud Light live stream. You can see it for yourself. Got the grounds crew now coming up the path. Golf carts are stacked there at the bottom of the screen. Blue skies are shining. Green grasses are growing. We're on a golf course today, for God's sakes. This is awesome. 
<coughs> Excuse me. I swallowed wrong when I yelled awesome. I'm all choked up over it. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. <laughs> 